This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not reflect those of other podcasts or affiliates of this show or Gunna Geek. Check out other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeek.com. And get ready because geekiness commences in three, two, one. Two-player Battletoads. That's pretty good. Is it? Is yeah. is watching two-player Battletoads significantly better than watching one-player Battletoads? Dude, Battletoads is like the hardest co-op game ever, so yes. Oh, that's right. It's harder co-op. That's right. Yeah, because you share, you share your life pool and you can damage each other in the original. I thought you could turn that off? No, not on the... I don't believe you can in the original. Well, good thing we're unqualified gamers, so we have the disclaimer in our names in case you're incorrect about that. Streets of Rage 2. So, listener, welcome to episode 90 of Unqualified Gamers. I'm Cody, and this is Jonathan, and what he's reading is not just a random list of video games, but is in fact a list of, uh, well, I'll let you explain it while I eat my f***ing dinner because I'm hungry and you wouldn't let me eat before this. So, we, uh, we've talked multiple times about the speedrunning community and about speedruns in general, um, and, uh, the, the full list for, um, the company that that has run the events that we've talked about multiple times uh, just released their list for their winter awesome games done done quick. We just a couple of a couple of months ago talked about summer games done quick, um, which is their summer, so they do it twice a year. And I'm just looking through the list and taking a look and seeing what games are on it. Some of them I haven't seen on there before. Specifically, like I don't remember seeing Super Mario RPG on there before, but that's on there this year. Um, so there's, it looks like there's, there's, as usual, quite a few things on here. So that's pretty exciting. Minecraft? Oh. Hmm? <laughs> Minecraft. I don't even know. I don't know. It's got to be some specific quest or something. something. I like how you paused but, at the end of your, um, at the end of your little soliloquy about, uh, AZDQ. Soliloquy. To let me talk when I clearly had a mouthful of both food and crow. To insult you, actually, I I pause to insult you. There's gonna be a Final Fantasy VII run that's three hours long. Now I haven't played that game in a while, but that seems really fast to me. <laughs> hey, remember that time you had to replay through three hours of the game because you didn't save for three hours and then you died at a boss? I'm blaming you because you were mixing my drinks. Really, oh. this is mostly your fault. Wow, that's <laughs> that's sadly fair. That's actually kind of. Kind of a valid, uh, kind of a valid yeah. thing. So, what are we talking about this episode, Jonathan? I mean, it's episode ninety. That's a big deal, right? It's a big round I, number. I don't know. We probably should have discussed that before we started the episode. Yeah. Well, I was busy trying to eat, which you wouldn't let me do. I told you to eat like before we started. I, t- I told you to eat so we could start at nine thirty. Why are well, you eating dinner at nine forty? Well, here's what happened, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you too, listener, because yeah, well, I've got your attention. Or at least you're hearing my voice inadvertently, I, one way or the other. I'm in really bad shape physically. Mm-hmm. I, uh, as, as is well documented on this podcast, I did DDP yoga uh, rigorously. Uh, not rigorously, but I did it, I did it consistently. And you did it with rigor. 
No, what is the, what's the word for, like, uh, I did it uh, disciplinedly, like, I did it consistently, and... Consistently is probably good. And it, you know, there's a better one. It doesn't matter. So I, I did it... I, I did it um, militantly. With discipline. I did it... I did it... I did it. For mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five... Seven weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah, for seven weeks... Best shape I've been in in a while. Felt great. Skip forward a while. So I ended that at the at the like middle of August. That was about two. It was about two and a half months ago now. And I felt the effects, the positive effects of the program for like a month and a half, maybe two months, and then just mm-hmm. at the last like two weeks, I've just felt like garbage. And it's like I I need to get back into shape. Um, but as you know, as anyone knows. The hardest part about exercising is starting to exercise again. Yes, that's like, very true. Yeah, once you get in a routine, it's fine. So tonight, I got home, and uh, I got it all set up. I got the yoga mat out. I queued up the DVDs. I'm all set to do GDP yoga. All right, cool. Just jump back on the program because I'm going to be in – I'm going to Mexico on a vacation in, a few, in, in the middle of November – I want to okay. be at a beach, and I want to be in beach body shape, you know? Ooh, beach body shape. That's, like, the best shape. Right, the best shape, because I'm going to be on a beach in pictures and selfies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, you know, uh, I don't want to look gross. So, that's coming up, so I want to do it for a few weeks. So, today, today, I get home, I'm all set up, I'm all, like, ready to go, like, cool, let's kick off this four weeks before I, I, I shove off or push off or whatever it's called when you sail to Mexico. You're not and sailing to Mexico. I could. I'm sailing on the air. Okay. So I, I sat down in my recliner at like 7.15. You're parasailing to Mexico? I sat in my recliner at 7.15, and I sat there for 45 minutes just yeah. in this just state. Just work working out. No, not what yeah. I was – no, just feeling awful about life. Just – not not like no, – no, that's not right. But just my body just – I hated – myself at that for, for like 45 minutes I just sat there I mean, that makes two of us it was a lot of self-loathing was happening and I, I didn't feel i had the energy and there was there was a, a a raucous internal debate being waged inside of me trying to decide do i have the energy am i too tired do i you know it's i could go on for literally an hour it could be our whole podcast is this internal raucous debate with which myself had i those were words. They were in the. They were. I don't even think they were the. They were the right words in the wrong order. I think they were just the wrong words. Well, in any event, I eventually worked out. Who the, won the debate? I did. I won. I did energy the DVD, and then I did Red Hot Core, which is the like twelve minute core exercise one, mm-hmm. and that is that is the first uh, workout pair of week nine. I'm trying to jump right back into the intermediate program where I left off. So I did it. I did the whole thing. And then I showered, and then I made meat and potatoes, literal meat and potatoes. Literally, it is literally just meat and potatoes. God, our YouTube audience is getting a treat right now. Um, so good. Looks like a pile of feces. It really well, does. So does your face. So where are we now? I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. What did you do this weekend? I don't think I really did anything. This is the point of the podcast where I literally check my Google Calendar on my phone to see you what to check, I did. Because you need to check where you checked into to figure out where you went. Yeah. Because you can't remember what you did. Do you have a problem with that? Or 
You know, I actually didn't do any much that uh, was very exciting, but I produced a show on WGN Radio, and for our you guests... You saw me! What are you talking about? That is, like, the most exciting thing that could have happened to anyone. You know, actually, I forgot that that happened. I just... Did you check in at your swarm? swarm? Did you check in on that yes, app? I know I had breakfast with you. I was building to that. Ass. I just I just blew my load right well, there. I sure gotcha. I sure gotcha, go. didn't I? Yeah. Sure gotcha. Did. Zing. I figured you would incorporate it in your story about your weekend. But anyway, on my radio show on WGN, we had a beer, a pumpkin beer tasting. So I know about pumpkin beer now. There's a podcast on WGNRadio.com if you want to listen. But had Saturday, you never had it before? Pumpkin beer? Oh my god. Yeah. No, I'm really, really into pumpkin. Have you had it? No. It is unbelievably delicious. Okay. Uh, I, I like pumpkin beer. So. It's, oh my god. John. Does it taste like pumpkin pie? Jonathan, yes! It tastes that's, really good. That's, that's my style of pumpkin beer. Oh my god, pie. and it's 8.5% alcohol per volume, so you've got to like be a little careful. No, no, no. You have to drink all of it. That's also accurate. Uh, yeah, pumpkin is my favorite, and there's another one that I can't remember off the top of my head. If you look at my Twitter feed, I checked in all the beers to Untapped. Have you heard of this? Yes, my brother-in-law uses it, and okay, half of his tweets are beers that he's drinking. Yeah, Blake is obsessed with it. Why are are, are you gaining experience points in this app too? Yeah. What is happening with the world? Why can't you just like drink a beer and enjoy it? Why do you have to get reward? And and the rewards are just like virtual badges, right? It's gamifying life, John. The the listen. Gamers are dead. Everyone games now. It's like how there's no moviegoers anymore, right? Everyone watches movies. There's no TV watchers. Everyone watches TV. Gamers are dead, John. Everything is a game. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, so beer uh, and weekend. So I checked in some of the beers. You can see it on my Twitter feed from from uh, Sunday, October 17th, 18th, whatever, if you want to check them out. But um, there's one, I think it's Rebel Rebel something, uh, pumpkin beer, was really, really good, really good, and completely different than pumpkin. Like, uh, the uh, beer columnist we had in the studio talked about how uh, uh, beers hit different parts of your tongue, so your palate is actually, like, activated in different parts, depending on the on certain things that you eat. Mm-hmm. And this, this Rebel beer or whatever just, like, nails you totally like way in the back of your tongue different than pumpkin with a different spicy flavor it's very interesting um, I'm not a big beer drinker but I do enjoy a pumpkin beer here or there okay and so, yes I'm on untapped feel free to add me you can probably find me through Twitter I'm guessing I'm gonna, I'm gonna find you let me tell you yeah do that um, so yeah untapped is good and pumpkin beer can is good can you just lie what did I just lie about no I'm saying can you just lie about what I'm drinking this beer probably why would you do that? Because you get more points that way. <sighs> you know, literally, like you can just like say I'm drinking these beers and then just make it up. Why would you do that? Because if you if you gamify everything, that means you can also cheat because people cheat when they play games. You can cheat on your girlfriend or boyfriend if you want. That doesn't mean it's it's okay with the relationships gamified now too. God, I hope so. Oh, man. So are you earning points? Kind of. Dude, if Tinder introduced points, I would have racked up a high score this summer. What? Not proud of that. Really not, actually, at all. Kind of. 
And then and then you earn badges for conquering your dates. Well, I know one badge you can. Yeah, no, this is going well. So, um, so my weekend, I was at a uh, I was at a wedding, um, in Chicago. So I left I left the house, um, and we I teased this trip on the last podcast, and I went to um, to Chicago and driving through Rockford first. So we went through Rockford, where which is you and you and my hometown. Um, and we dropped the boy off in Rockford with my parents, so he got some grandma time, and then we went into the city. I will tell you, uh, Max is now eight months old, and I don't care how good your baby is, those of you who are parents, um, there is not a baby that is going to be good with an eight-hour car trip, period. <laughs> I mean, it's just not going to happen. Like, you know, because you have to keep keep a baby in a car seat, they basically cannot move at all. They're completely immobile, and there's only so much entertaining that you can do with them, especially with like an eight-month-old who's just starting to get to the point where he really wants to move around, like outside in the world and kind of explore everything. So he was pissed by the end of that trip that he had to sit still the whole time. So that was fun. Oh, that was a nightmare. Um, so we dropped we dropped him off in Rockford, uh, and then we went into the city. And we were there from Friday to Sunday. Both Casey and I were in the wedding, and so we had, you know, wedding activity over the course of the whole weekend, which is, it's the first wedding we've ever been in together. And I have to say, like, those of you that are getting married or have gotten married or had a wedding, um, I appreciate you inviting me to be in the wedding. Like, it's it's super fun. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's super fun to be in weddings. It is also a commitment to be in weddings. Um and so we basically had our whole weekends tied up. Uh, I did manage to sneak out to see you on the morning of the wedding. Casey, of course, couldn't because she had she had to be with the girls getting ready because women take a lot longer to get ready, ready in general for something like a wedding than men do. So they were all getting to, getting ready, and you and I had brunch, and it was wonderful. Um, and then we did the wedding thing, and the wedding made me realize just how much of an old man I am now, which I've said, I've said this multiple times on this podcast before, but um, I had over the course of seven hours of time about, I would say, seven or eight glasses of wine, which would be about, you know, maybe two bottles to myself. Again, over the course of like seven or eight hours. Um, and I was like the drunkest I can remember being in a really long time. So I woke up the next day and we, t Casey and I talked about how we weren't going to get like that crazy drunk that night. And of course that didn't happen. We both got drunk and I woke up the next day and I just felt like the most garbage ever, which made the drive home with the angry infant, probably <laughs> the worst experience of my life. So that was my weekend. Uh, the wedding was great. I did most of the driving, so I didn't get to play any games at all. I had both my iPad and my 3DS with me with the like, with the anticipation of playing multiple games, and I was not able to play anything. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, but overall, it was a fantastic wedding. We had a really good time. Um, I did a lot of dancing. I learned how to Dougie, uh, which I've always wanted to learn how to do. I've always wanted to Dougie. So I, I, I've learned how to Dougie. Probably not going to Dougie again. Um, cause I think it's kind of a dumb dance. Uh, 
but yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was my weekend. Now am I supposed to ask you to teach me how to doggy? Teach me, teach me how to doggy. Yeah, I mean, I could probably do that now because it's literally one move. Kind of like uh, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball is one button. It's we didn't. We didn't Talk do about so- a dated reference. Good God. We didn't do Soldier Boy. They should have played Soldier Boy. Speaking of weddings, nine out of ten. Was it? Was it beautiful? Did you cry? No. Because I know you're 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 just a wuss, and you cry at everything. I'm a relatively emotional person. I, I'm more than willing to admit that. I did not cry at this particular wedding. Well, I think that makes you weak as a man. <laughs> I felt... I felt you couldn't even straight see it with a straight face. It was pretty good. <laughs> uh, I, I, felt, I felt that the, the pastor's sermon, uh, it, it was not... Um, like, you know, at, at my wedding, the, the pastor specifically made a point to make an emotional sermon... Good and, God, that would yeah. Yeah, and this 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 was not. I mean, this this pastor did not do that. So. Well, awesome. I'm glad. Um, actually, speaking of weddings, I I did a weird thing. I don't know how this is gonna pan out. So okay. you know you know I have my license, my minister's license, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, you are an ordained minister. I am an actual ordained minister, and. <laughs> Of course, since everything we we say sounds sarcastic, the listeners probably just like, oh, lol, what's the bit? But no, I actually married um, two of my really good friends in April. You can actually probably at I'm the sorry. same time. Yeah, I know, right? That was big of me. That's... <laughs> <laughs> big of you. Oh my God, Tiny Toons Adventures jokes never get old. That actually that was, wasn't it? Tiny Toon Adventures. We used yeah. to watch that movie all the time. Watched, right, with my summer vacation. Yeah, that movie was so good. Dude, I want to do. I, we need to watch that again. We should totally fucking watch that again. <laughs> I really want to. We watch absolutely that. need to watch that again. Oh my god, I'm not that about that movie forever. Tiny Toon Adventures: How I Spent My Summer Vacation. Oh god, we used to watch that all the time. Like, so fifty good. times probably. Yeah, over the course of our childhoods, at least. Not nearly as much as Spaceballs, obviously, but still. So um, anyway, I've got this thing, and then I, so I, I got a couple uh, emails um, soliciting me to sign up for this service. Or no, 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 it wasn't emails. It was Facebook ads. I was seeing Facebook ads. I don't know how they knew to target me. But because, it was like, because Facebook is a dark, dark place. It really is. Um, it says it, the ad was like, oh, are you a minister? Offer your service through like pinhole.com or whatever it's called. I don't even remember the name of the site. So they go and you can offer like services, and basically people can inquire about these services you offer, and then uh, you know you can make an arrangement. And this sounds like prostitution, but it's not. So. Yeah, when you call it making an arrangement, I don't know. Right. You're right. That sounds like prostitution. So, uh, a couple times, Brian Noon and my colleague at WGN Radio, and several other people made jokes about like, oh, so you can make this a full-time thing. Oh, you're gonna like start to marry people, blah blah blah. And I never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on this thing, and and then I did think about it. And uh, in in my friends uh, Linnea and Jordan's wedding, I closed one of my closing comments was a quote from Doctor Who. Um. That I found particularly appropriate, that resonated with me, okay. um, that fit in the theme of the wedding, and I, I wanted to use it to illustrate a point. And I realized, you know, like, um, I'm relatively good at, 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 at public speaking, if if little to nothing else, and I had this nerdy side, so I 
signed up on this site and said that I will offer like a geek wedding officiation. Okay. No, that's. Um, I mean, I can see that being like a niche market. Um, I I did that this afternoon, and I literally got an email twenty minutes before the podcast inquiring about the details. So that's kind of cool. Apparently, maybe I may start to do like geek wedding officiating? Question mark. Uh, I don't know how this will. You know pan what? Out. If there's going to be anywhere where you can like actually do that and and make like an extra amount of money for from it, it's going to be in Chicago. Or in any big major area, yeah. I guess. But uh, that was really a random thing, and mm-hmm. in like, it is a big responsibility to officiate a wedding. I agree. I would not want it. I I will charge. I would you. specifically even more not want it with people that I don't know. Because, yeah. Like, because like like the the wedding the wedding thing is such like a personal thing that you know I would I I could not do that for people I did not know. Like there's no way I could make it personal. You know what I mean? Right. Because for my end, what it would involve is writing the wedding ceremony. Um, writing and having everything planned out, and then once I get there, like, coordinating the rehearsal and everything, so I'd have to be there for that, and then actually doing the wedding, and, like, when I did their wedding, I mean, I was the one kind of calling the shots. Like, the bride and groom kind of, you kind of tell the bride and groom where to go and what to do, right? Like, on your wedding day, you you were nervous and stuff, and it's kind of like, I know where I need to be and when, and here's it. Right. Officiating a wedding is like emceeing a live event, which I've also done many times, which can be very, very stressful. So I'm glad there's a rehearsal at least involved in a wedding, but it is a huge responsibility. And like, I'm not going to do it for less than at least six thousand dollars. I was going to say five hundred, hmm. like my first couple, but it it would have to be bare minimum five hundred, because it is a huge responsibility, and yeah. uh, it would involve travel. It may involve having to take a day off work for the rehearsal, depending on scheduling. So, and really, I think you you would I think you would have to like make a point to meet with a couple repeatedly outside of the wedding to get to know them, yes, right? I mean, you would have to. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. That's a really random thing that happened. I will update uh, you on this podcast should anything come out of it. Um, I'm wait till so... you do your Super Mario Brothers wedding. <sighs> Super Mario Brothers would be good. Would be good. <clears throat> Mario Brothers. But but one based on Super Mario Brothers two, where you have vegetables that you throw at people. Speaking of brothers, um, are you? This has nothing to do with brothers. Did are, are did, have you played any new games that you plan on discussing this week? No, I do want to just do another Shadow of Mordor update though, because obviously I've been playing that. You're super into Shadow of Mordor. Okay, I um, am. I do. I really like it. I'm still pissed as hell at that game, but I really like it. So my transition was way more natural than yours that I had in mind. So let's do mine first, and mm-hmm. then we can update on Shadow of Mordor. Okay. So Shadow of Mordor now is a. Uh, I finally got to the second map, which I I knew I didn't know it existed. But I heard that there was like a transition when you were halfway into the game, um, and this was the transition. I wasn't expecting it. I'm sorry. Did you want to talk about something? No, go ahead. Okay. I really don't care enough. So, um, yeah. So I, uh, I I made it to the second map, and the very first quest that you go on in that second map is where you get the power to mind control captains, which is that thing that I was talking about in the. Uh, 
in the last episode where I was upset that I did not have this power yet. That's right. right. Yes. So this was the the I got it immediately upon entering the second map. I was fifty two percent into the game when I got it. And you felt that you should have gotten it. That is outrageous because it is legitimately the for me. And again, this is this could just be my. It is my personal opinion, but I think that it is the coolest thing about the game is this manipulation of the Nemesis system. Like I already put one of the captains in a position where he was the bodyguard to one of the war chiefs, one of the five head war chiefs. I went to their location and I I activated him, which is something you do with these people that are mind controlled. You activate them, um, and it it incited a fight between those two orcs, the the head war chief of which there are five, and then his bodyguard who was mind controlled by me. Together we killed the war chief, which ascended this other guy into the highest rank on on the in the nemesis system as a war chief, who is now mind controlled by me. So I now control one whole branch of the group of of these orcs, of these five different war chiefs. I control one, you know, twenty percent of them, because I control one of the war chiefs. And you're excited about this, but you feel you should have been able to do this ridiculously yes. overpowered thing yes. before happening. Like the, the, just the manipulation of the system is the it's the coolest part of the game because the nemesis system is the coolest part of the game. Why would you make me play through half of your game before you gave me this ability? That's crazy talk. It's crazy. It it's, sounds like you want Orlando in Chapter 1 of Final Fantasy Tactics. It's one of the best. That, yeah, but Orlando didn't change the mechanics of the game. He just he killed everything in one in one attack. But he still operated within like the normal confines of, of the mechanics of the game. This is a completely new mechanic and arguably the coolest mechanic. Why would you hide that from me for half the game? I'm still pissed about this because I love the game. The combat system is wonderful. All of the upgrades that you unlock, super fun to use. The game's really, really good. It's really, really, really good. It's like the it's the one complaint, but it is just for me a glaring, glaring error for the game is to hide this system for so long from the player. And the thing is, is it it wasn't technically hid for that long. It was me being my video gamer self and like completing all of the side quests on the first map before I moved on to the second map. Again, not knowing that really that the second map was there. Mm, yeah. So basically, I wiped the board clean on that first map and then did that transition into the second map. And what I think the game designers were going for was you would do a couple of these side missions over the course of the main quest, eventually find your way to the second map, and then get this power, and then go back and clean up some of that side stuff just as you went through the game. But that was not communicated anywhere, and for me, that is bad design. No, that happens in games all the time, where you're like, oh, I'm going to do this and this and this, and then you do it the hard way. Then you go to the next chapter of the game, and you realize, oh, I could have had this ability and done that whole like side thing really fast and really Right, easy. right, and that's not your fault as a gamer. Right. Right. That's the designer's fault for not communicating to you that, hey, there's some stuff further on that you may find that would allow this to be an easier time for you. In in what games can you think of where that is communicated well? I don't know. I wasn't prepared to have this conversation. 
Yeah, so that's the the problem is I I I see this as just a thing that happens in games, right? Like I, you I guess I I mean the the thing is is like normally with open world games you don't because this for all intents and purposes this is this is an open world game. This is Grand Theft Auto. This is um this is Batman, right? Um but a majority of the time in the, in those open world games you unlock you unlock flourishes the meat of the syst- the meat of the systems is presented to you at the at the beginning like batman's main combat system is batman's game and i'm i'm using batman as an example here because it is the closest comparison to um to shadows of mordor right you have all of batman's stuff laid out for you right at the beginning of the game the combat modifiers you unlock over the course of the game are are flu- are flourishes to that combat system, but none of them are essential to take out any of the enemies in the game. If you're good enough at the combat system, you can you can kill anything in the game with like your starting kit of abilities, right? This is a this is a mechanic of the game that does not ex- like you are un- it is unlike anything else in the game it severely impacts your ability to play the game it's necessary for some stuff in the game that is n- just now being presented to me it wasn't necessary for anything earlier but it's necessary for some things now in the game and it was hidden from me as a player without any indication that it existed except for what i had like read about the game I knew it existed because I did my research on this game, but somebody else would not know this existed. And if I was if I was somebody that came into this game blind, I'm I'm angry about it knowing about it and getting it getting to it halfway into the game. But I would feel super duped if I was the dude that bought this game without knowing anything about it, got halfway into the game and was like, "Holy shit, this is awesome. Like I want to do this for the whole game." And not being able to do it for the whole game. Couldn't you make the same argument about the hookshot? If you don't know anything about Zelda and you get halfway through a Zelda game and then you're like, I just tried for an hour to get on that cliff with the target on it, but you can't do it, and then suddenly you go to a dungeon there's a hookshot, it's the same thing. I mean, it's slightly simpler for Zelda because, like, there's there's no way to get there. Like, there's, you literally can't get up there. That you know of. I guess. I'm just saying. I guess. I, I don't think so. I think those are, I think they're they're two different things. Zelda makes ex, explorative explorative puzzles based around exploration. It's more linear. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, but it, it makes those based around specific items. I mean, it give like you look at a game like Link to the Past and it gives you a little peg that you shoot your hook shot to, right? And that's how you know that you need an item to to use that hookshot out of that peg. Yeah, and it's not open world. I understand that. Okay, there's a difference. Yeah, I mean, it, sure, it kind of is. Yeah, not true. Not like a true open world game. Kind of, and it's still all about exploration, which is very much what Shadow of Mordor is all about, just with much more an emergent combat style. Hmm. Well, uh, Look, do I you could be completely. Game? I could be completely off base on this, and I I may be the only person that voices that frustration with this game, and that's fine. I just know that it frustrated me. And well, listener, reason, please leave a comment on unqualifiedgamers.com on this podcast or on our YouTube If you're playing channel. Shadows of Mordor. If you're playing Shadows of Mordor and you agree or disagree with John, yeah. most people would probably say, you're crazy, we don't even know what you're talking about. 
I get that a lot, actually. I know, mostly for me. The reason why I am frustrated with it is because I think the game is so good. I really do. I, it's so much fun. I just got in this crazy fight earlier today where I was fighting, I was like doing a, a side quest, and a captain showed up, and one of his orcs went and raised the alarm, and I couldn't stop him because I was in a stronghold, which brings all of the other surrounding orcs in the, like, the entire zone to you to fight you. And over the course of that flood of orcs coming in, three more captains showed up, and over a 20-minute fight, like Batman system combo system fight, where I was moving around and I, I, I ran away and blew up this barrel that you know killed 40 orcs and one explosion. I mean, all this awesome stuff. Like, over the course of that, I killed all four captains. Got a bunch of runes and stuff. It was awesome. It was super awesome. Like, the game is really fun. It's really, really fun. I believe it. And yeah. I, <clears throat> that's actually kind of a perfect transition into what I want to do, just touch on briefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, touch it. Touch it. Okay. It's touch. being touched. I'm not touch. sure that touch I should it. be broadcasting while I do this. Touch it. So you just wonder about a video game <clears throat> that you love and you're frustrated because of one thing that you didn't love about it? Yes. So, Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS. It is well documented. I will not repeat myself a thousand times, but Smash Brothers is my favorite game series. I played Brawl for 13 to 15 hours straight when it came out. Yeah, you were an unapologetic fanatic about that game, about that game series. Yes, so obviously excited about Smash Brothers for 3DS and Wii U. Great. So I've been playing it on the train. Um, I... I don't want to go into, like, a full... Con- oh, well, of course, I'm in the middle of a match, so I can't even pull it up, but whatever. So, you mentioned to me it's a shame there's no subspace emissary mode, and this game does have the, the five-minute, like, dash mode, where you, you kind of... You basically go through a big subspace emissary map with a five-minute time limit, try to get as many power-ups uh, to your abilities as you can. Right. And then you're thrown into either a melee battle or a race with CPU opponents using those upgrades that you got. That, I think, takes the place of Subspace Emissary effectively because you're in that environment. You get to attack things. It is a little more replayable. Like, Subspace Emissary was levels, right? Like, I don't want to go and replay a level. I might want to fight a boss, but... I, I don't know. No one no one wants to like play Kid Icarus and replay through the four. It was sure, it was levels, but it was also a cute story. I mean, I think it was only something that that they kind of meant for you to go through it once. Exactly. But it's it was not... a it was a cute story. Yeah, and it, and that was fine, I guess. This this doesn't have that, but this does have a bit more replayability. Mm-hmm. Um so there are pros and cons. That said, the reason I'm even... And again, I'll I'll delve a bit deeper into this on another episode, possibly. I, I feel like everyone that wants Smash Brothers by now has Smash Brothers by now, so it's, it's kind of redundant to talk about, and I may I may even hold off until the Wii U version is released to really like kind of like review it, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. But speaking of games we love... So I play, I play my DS on the train. That's my thing. In the morning, I have about a 35 ish minute train ride on the way home it's closer to 45 because of various reasons I won't get into um, okay. 
based on the Chicago train, I have to go around the loop downtown um, before going back up north. I'm in the first stop in the loop. So once it crosses the Chicago River, uh, the Brown Line, it stops at my stop. That's great. But then it only goes clockwise or counterclockwise before going back up. So in order for me to go back up north, I have to ride it all the way counterclockwise around the loop and then go up north. Um, because I work too far south for the walk across the river to be time effective. I'm glad you explained that after saying you weren't going to explain it. Yeah, you know, I changed my mind. Makes <clears throat> sense. So shut up. Yeah. So, but that's how it works. It doesn't matter. Uh, so that's a little over an hour or an hour and 15 minutes of cumulative 3DS time. And that's what I do. I get on the train, I sit down, I'm in my 3DS, that's all. Like, that's kind of it. That's my whole ride. Mm-hmm. So about an hour a day of whatever, and it's been Smash Brothers for the last, what, two or three weeks now? Maybe? Not even. Two? Just it's Not a lot, not long, anyway. It hasn't been out for very long, though. No. Yeah, two or three weeks at the most. So I've been playing it, and it obviously has a lot of replay value. There's a lot of stuff for me to unlock, but it started to get a little redundant, and I don't feel compelled to pull it out on the train and, like, play it every time now. Like, I'm thinking about bringing a book on the train maybe a couple days a week or just, like, screwing around on my phone. There's a couple new apps that I like that I'll get into in a little bit. Um, That said, I thought about it, and on the main menu, real big, right in the middle, there's online. And I, I had never even gone into the online menu. Right, I had done versus, I had done classic and all star and the, you know, the multi-mans and the trophy rush and all these other things and the five-minute dash and all that. So there's a lot that I had done. I'd done pretty much everything in the game, uh, the street pass, street smash mini game, which is weird, um, but kind of fun. Like I'd done everything, but I hadn't gone online. And I was like, you know what? This is a multiplayer game. This, I mean, Smash Brothers is effectively a multiplayer game. It's, it's like Halo or Call of Duty in my mind. There is a campaign, there is single-player stuff, but at the end of the day, it's about the multiplayer, right? Yes. Smash, Smash, I think, maybe does a bit better job in some ways of having a fulfilling single-player experience than first-person shooters that I'm aware of. But I, I mean, to, to be fair, just as an aside, how often, you know, after the game had been out for say, three months with Brawl or something like that, did you play that game without either playing with somebody online or playing with somebody else in the room with you? Because I know the answer for me was barely at all. Brawl was different because of the magnitude of trophies and achievements available. Because there were so many, you mean? Yeah, and I grinded to get all of them. Okay. So that game lasted me... I mean, I won't say more than six months, but it, it lasted me... Quite a while of the single player. There's enough single player content to last a few months, I think. Okay. For sure. Uh, anyway, but um, even if you're not a big trophy collector, just like getting to know some of the moves, playing classic mode, uh, you know, subspace atmosphere was good. But because um, really, the answer for like me, as somebody who's not nearly as fanatical of a fan as you, is that I didn't play the game at all unless I was playing with you online, or unless I was at your apartment. With the rare occasion that that happens. Sure, and I mean, I yeah, there are a lot of games that are primarily and, multiplayer that people feel that way about. Like I, 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 have that, more... I bet that I w- am probably more the norm in that particular scenario. Mm, I don't know. I have no way of knowing. We are completely unqualified to address that. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of Smash Brothers fans, like, this is the kind of game people are fanatical about, like me. That's true. Um, 
same with Halo and Call of Duty. Like I have but modern. It's also the kind of game that people get together specifically for. I understand that. I understand yeah. that. But like, I'm just saying, Modern Warfare Three. I have. I own that game. I got it the day it came out, and I've literally never played any of the single player at all. Period. I believe that. Like I haven't even. I haven't even gone to the campaign. Like I don't care. I literally got that game. Just played multiplayer. That's it. Yeah. So um, I I get what you're saying. There are definitely people like that. There are possibly people that get Smash Brothers and just play the multiplayer. But I just think that's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be as high as a percentage. Like yeah, there are gonna be people like that, like you. Like I, I'm not disagreeing with that. But I don't think to the degree of certain other games. I think I think Nintendo does a good job of at least presenting a single player experience that's easy to like, hop in and out of, and is at least yeah. a little rewarding in some ways. I don't know. I mean, some people play Street Fighter 2, like, against the they computer. Do. Which is weird what? to me. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they played against the computer so much. They they definitely still play it, though. People no, still that's play what I'm it. saying. Some people play against the computer, and it's like, that's weird. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, everyone's got different styles of gaming, and, that, and, that, and that's fine. Um, so I, I can't speak to... So do you have any idea why it's feeling stale to you? No, this isn't what I'm getting to. I, th- what I'm getting to is, um, it's. I think I'm. I don't know if I'm playing too much of it or I'm just getting burned out because it's the only video game I've been playing. Like I haven't had time for Hyrule Warriors or any console game, in like a barely any time in the last several weeks. So I think I'm just. It's just like a, uh, well, of diminishing marginal utility kind of a thing. I think it's just like I'm just playing that and. Unlike Bravely Default, where I'm pushing the story forward at least and collecting certain things, like this is kind of like play classic mode, you're done. Start over, play classic mode, you're done, start over. Play all-star mode, okay, you're done, start over. Like, okay, so I need to mix it up a little bit. And what I'm getting to is it's 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 not like I'm gonna put this game away. Like I'm I'm still carrying it around with me. I'll still have it on the train. I'm still gonna like keep playing it, but I got home one day and I was like, you know, of all these menus and, and modes that I have attempted to play. I've not touched the online gameplay. So let's see what happens. So hop on to an online lobby. Connected to the internet just fine. Hopped in an online lobby. Uh, there is a one versus one for glory playlist. So it's just 1v1, no items. Fox, Fox only, Final Destination. Yeah, Fox is not top tier in this game. Actually, Bowser is by far the best character in this game, if you ask me. Okay. Bowser's a monster, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the, there's this guy, there were two people I played against in one-on-ones that played as Bowser, and they, I could barely hit them. It was ludicrous. So Bowser rules. Um, I played, I mained Bowser in Smash Brothers Brawl. No big deal. I did it before, it was cool, thank you, and I could probably beat you in Brawl if you're listening. As so what was, your, what was your multiplayer experience like? So 1v1 was great. It was good. The lobby is connected quickly, yeah, you know, uh, you know, just kind of pick the maps for you. Like, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's great. And then I hop into the four... Actually, I hop into a couple different lobbies. I hop into four glory and four fun. Uh, free-for-alls. Four-person free-for-all. And the amount of lag made them unplayable. Really? Virtually unplayable. And you connected to the same... You could, I mean, they're both. They're just. It's just an internet connection, right? Yeah. That seems weird. I. I was. I was. I was a little furious. Um, because this happened with 
Smash Brothers Brawl. Yeah, I mean, Brawl was notorious. That that internet was out. Do you remember how bad it was? It was really bad. It was really bad. There were we couldn't. There were times where we wanted to play and we just couldn't. Yeah, it was virtually unplayable. Yeah. If you got into a room with certain people and you exchanged friend codes, it was much better. It kind of all depended on like where I think in like the country you were too. I think, I think Nintendo had a real problem like getting people from all sorts of different places onto like a, the same maps. I don't know how internet that kind of stuff works. I really don't. I don't know how it works, but here is what frustrates the sh out of me. And I don't swear a lot on this podcast, so that you so you know I'm serious when I when I'm busting those out because I have to go back and and edit out my my swearing later. But I am playing on the exact same internet connection as the one that I used to play Mario Kart Wii U, Mario Kart 8. Which is you, which from what you are saying was perfect, right? It worked fine. There was nothing wrong with Mario Kart 8 multiplayer. I have played with members. I have played with. I play with Jamie Butterworth, I have who lives in uh, far away from Illinois. He is several states away. I have played with um, other YouTubers that we're familiar with on Google Plus. I have played with uh, our friend in Madison. I have played with our friend in Colorado, and I've never had issues. I connect to the internet. I match with people, and I play the fucking game, which is what online gaming is meant to do, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm able to do that with Mario Kart 8, which is a game by Nintendo on the Wii U. My Wii U sits roughly six to seven feet away from my router on top of my PC. I would play Mario Kart 8 while my PC was on, connected to the internet. My PC actually, uh, the Ethernet port is broken, so I use a wireless Wi-Fi connection for my PC, which is really kind of janky, but whatever. So I've got my Wi-Fi for my PC next to the Wii U, which is like, you know, 7 to 10 feet away from my router, and Mario Kart 8 works perfectly. I sit in the recliner next to my router, 2 to 3 feet away from my router with, with the 3DS, with all other computers and devices in my apartment off, and I play a flawless one-on-one match and then connect to a four-person free-for-all, and it is... It is literally almost unplayable, and that's how bad it is. And I've never had this problem. And I, I know you give you've given me crap before about my internet connection in Chicago and how there's a lot of interference and stuff like that. But the thing is, I don't have this problem with Risk of Rain, Halo, Call right. of Duty, Mario Kart 8, like. Name any game, Civilization. I mean, I'm streaming on Google Hangouts live video of us, and that's relatively lossless. Like, I can do virtually anything on the internet it, that I, I want to do. But it's it's very obvious that it's not your internet connection. Even though your internet connection has caused problems in the past, it's not your internet connection because you're not the only person that has complained about the the multiplayer having lag in it. In this game, yes, like, correct. That, that was just... one of that was one of the reports from many of the major media outlets when they talked about playing the multiplayer with this game. Yeah, I just wanted to point out to anybody kind of wondering, oh, maybe it's Cody's internet connection. Like that no, is not the case. The infi- like the infuriating thing about this to me, just as a as a, uh, I mean, just as like a a systematic thing is that like we've had there's been online gaming for a very long time 
Like, Nintendo has had a really long time to figure this out. And it's weird that they figured it out with, like, something... What they figured it out with one game, but not another. It blows my mind. And there are fighting games that don't have this issue. There's the Street Fighter series, the Street right. Fighter 4, and I played Dive Kick with you, which is another... I think Marvel vs. Capcom has a very good has a very good online system as well. I mean, they all do, Literally every game designed yeah. to be... Like, it is... It is exclusively, it is exclusively a problem with literally my favorite video game series that it can't get its together and you can't connect to people on the internet to play a game. Yeah. And I am furious about it. And I, I yeah. get that, like, it's such a first world problem and I, I know I don't understand how the fairies of the internet operate and make games work and program it and all of that stuff. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying it's easy, Nintendo, or I'm not saying like, oh, just flip the switch. Like I get that it's very complicated and it takes a lot of very smart people that are much smarter than I am to figure this out. But it is just insanely frustrating that every other internet thing has every other internet game format has it working properly? Right. And the biggest budget. I mean, this is a, this is like Wii U's are going to be sold for Smash Brothers. You know, I mean, 3DSs were probably sold for Smash Brothers. Like, I would is, I would imagine that this will be their second biggest game behind Mario Kart that they sell, if not their biggest. I don't, the I mean, Brawl didn't sell more than Mario Kart. Mario Kart appeals to a much larger audience than Smash Brothers does. Oh really? Oh, very much so. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, still. It's... I mean, my wife, my wife plays Mario Kart, and I know that's a you know a, an anecdotal example, but that's like, like that's the kind of person like Mario Kart appeals to everybody. That's true. I understand that. I understand. Yeah. But I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And it I can sucks. see where the fr- I mean, I can see where the frustration is that you you also have another first party Nintendo licensed product that you just bought that works flawlessly, and it's not like there's I don't know it's. Who knows if there's more going on in one game or another? But there's a lot going on in Mario Kart. Yeah, it's not a like lot. It, yeah, yeah. I, and I just, I just don't get it. And I, because the same thing happened with Brawl, and it was yeah. like, let's play Mario Kart Wii online. Great, that worked great. Let's play Brawl. Wah, Brawl, wah. Brawl to me was slightly excusable. Um, just anything dealing with the Wii was slightly excusable because they had literally never done a an online framework of any kind before. And they were admittedly, like they were self-admittedly behind the other manufacturers when it came to their online infrastructure. So Brawl was slightly excusable to me because they were just in their like infancy of getting into the online the online ecosystem. But they've had a long time with the Wii to figure out how to make this work. Well and again this is the Nintendo 3DS. Right. But I'm saying, like, they had a long time with the Wii to figure out how this works. Oh, with the with the original Wii, okay. Yeah. Right. So I'm I'm, and because I'm not consuming this game, just from a selfish perspective, from because I'm not consuming this game on the 3DS, and I won't be, I kind of I kind of don't care that the 3DS online version works. I think that really sucks for the people that buy it and that want to play it that way. Um, but to me, I view like I view as an outsider, I view the 3DS version as like the appetizer to what to what Smash Brothers is going to be. Like, I don't see it being on a portable system 
to me, I don't see that as like online being the main feature of the game. Me sitting at my home on my big screen TV with my Wii U, that to me is where the online better better work. Yeah, I get that. Because like your like your 3DS, like I think of the highlight of the 3DS Smash Brothers as you're on your train, like you're like the perfect user for this because you're on your train, you you do like a local area search and you connect to somebody that's sitting four seats in front of you and you smash each other and it's hot. <laughs> it is pretty hot. Like that's what that's what I see. Like I, that's what I think I personally would want out of the 3DS Smash. Like I don't know if I want to sit in my apartment and I I don't condemn anybody that does, but I don't think I want to sit in my apartment or my house and play online on my 3DS. I want to oh, do that on, I want to do that on my TV. No, I did for an hour last night. I I actually stayed up way past my bedtime. Yeah, I have a bedtime. Um, specifically because I couldn't stop playing online because it's so fun to connect with people and play a multiplayer because as a multiplayer game, right. this is one of the best games ever made and yet it doesn't work okay. Like, it it was such a... It's such a tease. It's such a tease. It's like, he, hey, look, here is a phenomenal game with from one of your favorite series that is amazing and works great and looks great and sounds great and everything about it is amazing. And here's a feature. It's online mode. And if you want to go one-on-one with somebody, great. You're going to like have a great time and it's cool. Oh, wait, but you want a fee-for-all? Never mind. Just kidding. Terrible lag. Like, debilitating lag. Crippling what, lag. What about that, that four-player maze run mode or whatever it is that you were talking about? Have you tried that yet online? I do not believe you can play with all four people. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Let's find out. I can find out. I thought that was one of the things. Like, I thought that was one of the things, was that it was you could do that mode with four strangers. Are we really doing this right now? I don't know. There's a lot of things. There's so many, there's so many menu options. So if I go to, like, well, if I go to online, then I connect to the Nintendo network, which is fine. It's got right. a little spinning... It's got a little spinning. Look, it's the icon. It's spinning. I mean, I wouldn't... Yeah. So part of the problem with the Wii... I know, I know a little bit about the way their online infrastructure worked. Was that there were no dedicated servers to anything. Like, your Wii... The person who hosted the game, their Wii turned into the server for the host. So the lag existed because all of the Wiis that needed to connect to that particular Wii to play the game together had to travel however long that distance was to make that work. So if somebody was hosting in Tokyo and you connected to their Wii, there's a huge lag compared to connecting to somebody for me in, like, Chicago, right? Which is why when you and I played together, we would normally have great games, if you remember. If it was just you and me playing together, we could typically get a pretty good connection with the Wii because we were so close in proximity. I think, and I don't know for sure, but I think with the Wii U, Nintendo has dedicated servers for this stuff. I don't and know. I No, I think, I think. That's, if I recall correctly, when they were talking about it, that was one of their, like, selling points with their online infrastructure. So that should make it so that there are, you know, server hubs in, that's the way all other companies do it, is there are server hubs that you connect to to make the lag less by doing that because you connect to a server hub instead of connecting to an individual system. Well, then why does Mario Kart 8 work so well? 
maybe the infrastructure for the 3DS is different than what they use for the Wii U. Maybe they're completely different. I mean, the 3DS has been out for a lot longer. I don't know. I have traded. Uh, I have traded Pokemon with people all over the world. But that's such a. That's such a. First of all, that's not. That's not like time. I know it's not a real time. Sensitive. But it is. It's not. But it's pretty quick. Sure, but it. But you're the amount of data that you're that you're exchanging in those particular encounters is minuscule compared to what's happening in an online arena fighter thing. That's fair. Like minuscule. That's fair. You're literally just just doing stats. That's all. That's all that's coming across those trades. Well, I don't know how it works. Um, so locally, you can do smash. Magic. Runs. Yeah, probably. Okay, so locally, locally you, can you can smash other people. Smash runs and all star mode and other stuff. So that's all available to local connections. Over the internet is only battling with each other. Okay. Which is fine. Like that's fine. It, I think it'd be better if you could just go online and just connect with random people, but that's fine. I'm over it. Um, see, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so pissed because, like, it was, it, it just, despite the lag, I was still able to have a degree of fun with it. Mm-hmm. But it's like playing a game in slow motion or or broken. It's it becomes a different game, and it's not a fun, tight game with fun mechanics. It's just right. it's just getting through the the crap. It's just wading through garbage, waist deep, you know? And it's like, yeah, I guess I'm still playing the same game, but, like, it's whatever. It, it, it just, you know, those one-on-ones were exciting. And comp- like, there were a couple really close ones. Actually, most of them were very close. It's just really cool. Were those all for glory, the ones that you did? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were really fun. Um... Because they, they don't do one-on-one for fun, I don't think. I think one-on-one is just for glory. Okay. Um, but yeah, just anytime you have more than two players, it just bogs down so badly. And I, if it were smooth, and if it were like the speed and effectiveness of like Mario Kart 8 or a Halo or Call of Duty game or Left 4 Dead or, or any game without a massive amount of lag that changes the entire way the game is played... Um, I would be. I would have probably gotten home from work and just sat and played Smash Brothers for an hour. I mean, I I wouldn't be able to get enough of this game. It's it's it'd be easily as fun as playing Halo Four or Modern Warfare Three for three to four hours a night. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and you know this from playing League of Legends. A good multiplayer game is one of the best experiences you can have. Like the oh, yeah. most rewarding, fun experiences you can have. I actually, I still occasionally go back to my 360 and I'll pop in Halo 4 or, or Modern Warfare 3 and just, like, play a couple of games. And I usually get destroyed because I'm out, out of practice. But competitive gaming is just so much better than single-player gaming most of the time. A lot of the time. In certain ways. Yes, I agree. You know? There's, there, is, there is something you can get just from the, the sake of it being PvP online or, or local that you can never get with a single-player game. And it's... Yep. So uh, that is my big complaint, is that the online is, is really coming up short. Um, I'm looking forward to spending more time with some of our friends that have it. I, I'm hoping... I believe our friend Max has it. I, I know... Blake was thinking about getting it. So a couple of my friends uh, in in my general area supposedly have this game or will have this game, um, and I will play with them. And it'll be I'm sure it'll be great local wireless. But yeah, the online is just 
God, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just frustrating because it doesn't. I don't get it. I don't get why. Yeah, you know? I think those are. I think those are all legitimate complaints. So you know, but yeah, that's that's why I'm with Smash Brothers. Um, I uh, to end the podcast on a positive note, I have one more thing to review. Okay. Uh, Words with friends. The new hit game. No, it's new Words of Friends. Did you know this? Oh, you're, you're being serious? There's like a new Words of Friends? I, so I, I downloaded Words of Friends, and I'm playing it. So I downloaded Words of Friends like a week ago. I don't remember why. I was just compelled. I think I wanted to... Like the you know. original Words of Friends? Yeah, Words of Friends. Okay. The one that everybody played like, you know, five years ago. People still play it. Words of Friends is basically Scrabble. Listener, for in case you don't know, it used to be very popular. I think Scrabble. It, it is Scrabble. It, it hit its peak in. It's not Scrabble because they changed where the tile multipliers are. It's. I mean, it's it's Scrabble with a different board. Yeah, that is a big difference. It is, but that's what it is. Play like 300 games of Words of Friends and then go back to Scrabble. Like pull out a Scrabble board and you'll be like, whoa! I don't even know what to do right now. Legit. It's legit. It is legit. You're right. So, um, download Words of Friends again. It was it probably hit its peak of popularity. I would, I guess, I would guess in probably 2010-ish. I, I feel like maybe it's a little less popular now. Maybe just among my friends. I don't know any of these things. We're unqualified gamers, so don't quote me on that. We are. Uh, I, I, I don't feel from my Facebook friends that it's as popular as it used to be. So there you are. But I got it, and then, uh, and you know what? I paid for it. Like a dollar? I paid, no, ten dollars. Wow. So back before I had a 3DS, I lost my last Nintendo DS in a taxi cab, I think in 2009 mm-hmm. or 8. So I went like three or four years without a video game system. So I played Words of Friends all the time. And the reason I deleted it in the first place, no joke, no exaggeration, was because the ads were destroying the program. Like, I couldn't even open it. I would open it, and it would just immediately be totally just jammed with ads and moving things and taking forever to load and locking. It was it ruined the app, so I deleted it, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Downloaded it again, started a couple games, and I was like, I don't want to deal with this ads thing again. I've played like a thousand words of Words of Friends. I'm just going to pay for the ads free. And the ads free version works really wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Um, then a week later, so like two days ago, uh, I opened the app. Actually, I think it was today, actually. I opened the app and it goes, new version of Words with Friends available. Please download. And it's like, okay. So, okay, go to the app store. But it's a different app. Like, it's not just an update to the old app. It's a new app. And it's entirely. called New Words with Friends? Uh. It was called New Words of Friends in the Google Play Store, but on my phone it's just called Words. But yeah, it's called New Words of Friends. Okay. And it's virtually the same, but they changed a couple buttons around and they've added like an achievement system. So they add a, uh, they add like a, a weekly leaderboard. It's gonna be really hard to see on YouTube, but that's okay. So it shows you by points, like the top kind of people. I'm like sixth place in terms of points for this week. And then uh, it gives you total points, you know, like your average word score, so average uh, the words you play. And then you've got like a profile card that everybody gets, and they have achievements now. So it actually says achievement unlocked. So I I got uh, double down, play more than one word in a move. Okay, so that's like if you play it across or whatever, it becomes two words. 
Uh, Centennial, play 100 moves. Creator, create a new game. Bookworm, look up a definition of a word. So now in, in the game, they actually have a dictionary where you can like literally click on a word and hit dictionary, and it pulls up the definition of the word. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting. Yeah, smart. Um, things like maximizer, play a move with either a J, Q, or Z on a triple letter tile. Just little like, weird things like that. There's 23 achievements, apparently, as of right now. And then they give you all these stats that are updated daily. Gives you the games you've won and lost. It gives you your average game score, highest game score, uh, unique words played, winning streak. Uh, it's got like all these random graphs: the longest word you've played, the best scoring word you've played, the bonus tiles that you've played. Like it's it's got it's like more like who cares? But literally any of this, like honestly, it's it's an excessive amount of data. Um, this is better than Twitter, like. <laughs> Advertising data. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I work with Twitter. Uh, so yeah, they got this. There's solo play mode. You can like play offline and sharpen your skills. There's, uh, you can find friends by you know Facebook and username and all that stuff. Here's what blows my mind. This is stupid. This is just so ludicrous. You're gonna you're gonna think this is insane. It's called community match. So you go to community match. Mm-hmm. It says new players waiting, and it shows you a picture of it. Show, well, I'll show, it shows you a picture of a person in the middle of the screen, and it says their username and their profile picture, where they're located, how difficult they are, like easy opponent, intermediate opponent, and then there's an X or a handshake underneath. And if you want to play with them, you can hit the handshake, and if you don't want to play with them, you can hit the X, or if you don't want to hit the buttons, you can. Swipe left or right. I was just gonna ask you if you swiped left. Oh my god. Okay, we're done here. Tinder is now in words with friends, essentially. <laughs> I, like, what do I do with this? So this girl's really cute. Uh, G11DU. You Washington. swipe left, obviously. Washington, easy opponent. No, swiping right is yes. So That's I'm right. gonna swipe her right. Yeah, for sure. If she accepts me, if she if she sees She's me, and an easy opponent, me, huh? Then we mutual match and start a game of words with an easy together. opponent. This is one of the most asinine uses of technology and the internet that I've ever seen, ever. Tinder's the best. What can I say? You are tindering in words with friends, and there are no filters is the thing. So you're getting men and women and dogs. I get dogs sometimes. That happens. And uh, and adults and children and little kids and older, like, seniors. You gotta swipe that shit. Oh, that girl is cute. She's in Minnesota, so that's cool. So, um, what am I doing? Like, what is this? I don't know what you're doing. It seems like, it seems like a horrible, horrible thing. I am not, uh... I don't utilize this feature. I was just exploring the app, and I discovered it, and I thought this was one of... Because of course they were going to put a swipe right, swipe left feature in it. Of course they were. No. Yes, of of course they were. Oh, I'm sorry. I lied. You can select located nearby or located anywhere... Clearly this feature is broken as roughly half of the people near me are in Australia. And it just says Australia. 
And to you, be fair, to be fair, near is kind of a subjective term. Sure, and uh, you can choose the gender. So I, I did. Uh, I will can not. Can you dis- put hotties? Can you, you can, pick, can you pick female hotties? You may put male, female, or both. So there's that. So there's that new feature. In terms of the game interface itself, um, it's a little different. And there is one minor gameplay tweak now. So when you play a word and you're ready to go, um, when you're ready to... So at the bottom of the screen, they've got, like, you can hit play or recall. When you hit play, it says send the word, send the word, like, whatever the word is. Mm-hmm. And then you hit yes or no. And you do that. It doesn't just pop up telling you it. So... It used to be Words of Friends, you would just like put random tiles and hit play, and then it would just pop up a little thing like, oh, sorry, that's not oh, a real word. Right. And you could just do that a thousand times. This, I, I feel like it, it doesn't add a lot of bureaucracy, but it, it adds like an extra half step or an extra second or so to that process. So you can't just like spam words on the map until you finally get one that exists. You kind of, like, it, I think it... It's a better, it's a slightly better user experience. I'll just put it that way. Okay. But that's New Words of Friends, and you know I really like it. Uh, I I like this game. I I really wish more of my friends were playing, because I remember how fun it is. And it's it's always fun to reconnect with people, because you never know like who's gonna play with you or what they're gonna say. Um, actually, one of and to bring things all back around to the beginning of the podcast. Oh, look at me. Um, my friend, um, my friends Linnea and Jordan, who I married in April. Both of them, which is big of me. That is big of you. Still funny? <laughs> it's not. Um, they, one of their friends, Kelly, lives like kind of in my neighborhood-ish. I challenged Kelly to a game because it still shows you when they were most recently active. Like, oh, active within three days, active within four days, whatever. Saw so this girl, Kelly, was was active. I was like, oh yeah, she's pretty fun. I'll I'll play her a game. And uh, after my first move, she messages me and goes, "Weren't we supposed to do trivia sometime?" Because I've been trying to get her to go to bar trivia. I've been trying to build this bar trivia team on Mondays. Okay. I, I hadn't seen her talk to this girl in like a few months, and uh, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, we we actually started putting together a trivia team Mondays. You should come to uh, Brownstone on Monday and come. And she showed up Monday just because I started a game of Words of Friends with her. Bringing people together. It it happens actually. Uh, my other friend Jameson was this girl that I met once after class at Second City when I was in classes at Second City. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was really cool. We were Facebook friends, didn't really talk to her much. We started playing Words of Friends, and I, we started chatting outside the app. And uh, I, we ended up meeting for drinks uh, after chatting for a while and being like, yeah, we've been playing forever. We should hang out. And we, like, grabbed a drink, and we, like, kind of reconnected as friends and or became friends or whatever, and then she moved to Pittsburgh, so she's gone forever now. But for a while there, I, like, had this, like, new friend in Chicago that I reconnected with from Words of Friends. Did you swipe her right? 